Hey, you, put down the remote and put in your headphones. That's right, it's time for Raw and Real with C.J. Ripka, the show where all the stories are great. Eh, well, some of the stories are great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Raw and Real, coming to you from the Saloon 7 Studios in Rapid City. Take it away, C.J. Hi there, I have a quick survey for you to fill out. It'll just take a second. Question one. Broadcasting to a worldwide audience since 2014, you're about to experience raw and real. And now, here's your host, CJ Ripka. Hey, what's going on, everybody? CJ here, and thank you for coming back to another episode of Raw and Real Life. Tonight's guest is Michael Marcial, and Michael is a marketing strategy consultant, a public speaker, an online course coach, and after years of working 50 to 80 hours a week to support his family, Michael had had enough. Thank you for coming on the show tonight, Michael. It's such a pleasure. Hey, man, my my pleasure. I'm just, like, really freaking stoked to be here. Awesome. <laughs> well, you know, it's I, I came across you just recently and when I when I did, I started kind of checking everything out. Um I I actually ran across you originally on Vimeo. I I was watching a video and it was it was for your um uh, your course course coaching uh business. And as I was watching it, I checked down at the very bottom there was a uh, a website and I clicked on it. And that kind of led me to check more about what you did. And, awesome. and then we, I came across you on Facebook and sent out that request because I wanted to know more about you. And it just, everything about you just seemed so authentic and so real. It was like, okay, this is a guy that I kind of got to scratch his brain a little bit and see what he's got, to go, uh, got going on. Because I know a lot, a lot of people in that online course creation uh, world, but they're all struggling with the same thing. They're all struggling at that start, how to start. So what was it that made you decide that enough was enough? The enough was enough moment. You know, it, it really does come back to um, this, this power or this, this feeling that I, that I felt for the longest time kind of really deep down and I didn't know what it was. It was just this calling or this, like this feeling for doing something just bigger and better and greater. Um, and just like you said, like I was kind of stuck in this job where I, I, I did love it, but you know, 60, 80 hours a week, not being able to see my family, not being able to see my daughter. That was, uh, it was just like a dagger in the heart, you know? And, uh, so I ended up leaving and I wanted to, I just wanted to just follow that feeling, follow that calling that I felt for the longest time. And I felt, honestly, I felt kind of weird about it. Felt odd. I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know what I was going to do. Just like a lot of people. And, but that was the moment I was like, you know, I gotta, I've got to focus on, on the things that are really calling to me in life versus just doing the same thing over and over, just following the path as, as it may lead, you know, uh, taking control of my life so that I can actually impact other people's lives. That was that was the moment for me, man. No, that's that takes a lot of 
cojones, really, because I mean, you got a wife and a child, and newborn, if I'm not mistaken, right? Absolutely, yep, yep. So, I mean, that takes a lot of cojones, right there. I mean, when you're when you're taking the one thing that gives you security, that that Mm. thing that you know, as long as you show up and do what's expected of you, you're gonna have a paycheck. But you just said enough. I I I don't want the paycheck. I want to be happy. So what, where did that lead you? Where, where was that first moment of happiness, that breakthrough where you just said, I feel right now? Um, you know, that moment came six months after I quit my job. <laughs> Honestly, I was scared out of my mind. Like you, like you would imagine, it does take some cojones to say, okay, I'm leaving this, this job, which was really amazing. I mean, paid really well. I uh, worked with amazing people. It was right in line with all my skill sets. Yet I wasn't fulfilled. Yet personally, I, I was I was still struggling like crazy. And so here I am giving all that up. And I didn't know what was next. I really didn't. And, I, and it took me some time. I was like, okay, what am I really good at? And this is really what it came down to. I'm going to be real with you. I'm, I'm assuming that's okay. That's perfectly fine. I... I think my uh, my audience has got the best bullshit meters on the planet. Yes. So if yeah. you weren't real with me, I would think that maybe something, you know, maybe they would have a problem with that. I get you. Okay. So here I am. I quit my job to focus on my on my family life, which, by the way, over the last, you know, year and a half, two years, uh, had been in a steady decline, That which is which is what prompted me to consider leaving this job. Now I have a, a little girl who uh, I'm going to work before she wakes up in the morning. I'm coming home from work after she's already in bed. And it's like ripping me apart because I didn't grow up with a, with a dad in my life. And here I am. I am in her life, but not in her life. And that tore me in half. So here I am. I make the decision to leave. And I was lost. Didn't know what was next. Didn't know what was going on. But I did notice, and something that became really clear is that my, my personal life was it was already torn apart. There, we, were, we had grown so far apart that there was no coming back. There was no coming back. And we ended up going through a separation and eventually a divorce. And here I am, this positive guy, looking forward to, to figuring life out. But I was, on, I was personally on this steady decline. And it was showing up in my work. It was show, showing up in my personal life. It was showing up in my, in my finances. It was showing up, you know, literally every area of my life was just kind of in this steady decline. And I didn't see it at first. Uh, and that led to, I mean, you, you name it. I mean, the steady depression. I mean, I remember there was, there was probably weeks where I just never left my apartment. There was probably weeks on end where I just, I was just hunkered down and, and I justified it away. I was like, you know, I'm just living life. I'm trying to figure things out. I'm taking some time. I'm not socializing. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I wasn't working. And uh, there's this weird phenomenon uh, that when you don't work, your your bank account still keeps going down. It's this weird thing. Like I figure, if I don't work, <laughs> my bank account stays the same, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, totally, right. It makes right. sense. Right, it makes sense. So here I am. Yeah, total total sense. But here I am, finding myself not being able to pay bills, not being able to pay my rent. Um, and you know, pretty typically, they don't let you you know stay in apartments when you're not paying rent. So here I am, finding myself sleeping in my car. And that moment, that rock bottom moment 
was the moment where I, I saw everything. It was like perfectly clear where my life had led me. And I remember looking in the rearview mirror, just thinking, Michael, this is not you. This is not how you show up in life. This isn't what you want for life. You can't support your daughter this way. What does your future look like? And I have this really brutal, real and raw, raw and real self-talk where I'm like, Michael, let's figure this out. Like, let's, let's, let's take actual steps towards living this dream, this goal that you've always felt. So now, long story short, this little guy here, you have a question? I feel like- Yeah, like I do actually, because I, before we get too far away from it, I want to touch on something here because you had made a comment just a second ago where it sounded like you really owned that you're part of this decline, but where, when did you actually decide to take ownership? I mean, was that, was that a moment? Because it seems like a lot of people and myself included, when we see things kind of going the wrong way, we mm -hmm. don't necessarily want to own our fault in that, in what happens there. And it sounds like you did that, but maybe not right away. Yeah. It, it, it took some time. You know, it really did. It took, it took some time, but the moment that I realized that I had to take ownership of all, all of this stuff is when I didn't have the wife. Uh, I didn't see my, my little girl nearly as much as I would have wanted to. I didn't have the job. I didn't have all these things in my life that I could have pointed the blame at. Like, ah, I'm working too much. Or, you know, my, 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 my wife wants me to do all this stuff and I don't have time for me. Um, I'm doing all these things, housework and all that. You know, I didn't have the excuses anymore. Until I'm sitting my butt in a car, finding myself sleeping overnight in the, in the dead of winter, saying to myself, okay, well, this, this isn't you. Oh, we know that, Michael, right? But I couldn't blame anybody else. I didn't, there was no other possibility other than I had to look at myself at that point. But here's the beautiful gift is that, and something that I, I've, I've worked with people over the last two and a half, almost three years now to give ourselves the time to look at ourselves. I think a lot of us are missing that, that key component of, of time. That is a valuable thing, which we, you know, just because we are human and we have hearts and we, you know, we want to help and we want, we want to do things. We, I, I find that most people try to give their time out and they're doing one of any, you know, a million different things, not looking inward, not giving ourselves that investment to figure it out. And for me, I had no other option. I was sitting in a car and it was this little guy, my phone, where I, no joke, in a matter of maybe seven and a half hours overnight, I don't even think I slept. I designed some logos. I launched a website, started all my social media pages. And I then ended up reaching out to 10 of my closest connections or, or, um, uh, most ideal clients for my social media list. And I said, Hey, this is where I'm at. I'm focusing on marketing and branding. If you need help doing that, um, here are some things that I can offer. I can help you with an online course. I can help marketing and help, help with ads. Just let me know what I can do. And I'm there. And out of those 10, three of them said, you know what, let's, let's rock and roll. And before I knew it, there was nine grand of income, just smack dab hit me in the face. For me, that was me throwing something out to the universe and the universe giving me that feedback to say, Michael, you're on the right path. Yeah, this because like a, a thumbs up. Right? Yeah. Well, we we're 
we're rewarded for putting out things in a way that that are real, that are authentic. Um, mm. you, I hear a lot of times, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, they sit there and, man, I put all this stuff out there, but I never seem to get anything back. Right. I'm, I'm delivering all this massive value, but it's just there. I mean, I just keep giving, 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 and then get, then they get stuck in that rut. I have been very uh, guilty of this myself, giving away so much and not asking for anything in return. Right. right. How often do you see that type of entrepreneur problem when, when you're working with these people? Um, I would say 95% of the time, 95% of the time, um, the number one issue holding, holding this person back is that there's no real business, right? We're giving on social media, we're putting out videos, we're doing uh, any, any number of things that we, you know, we're trying to, to do because we see other people doing it. But what we forget is that um, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, um, Brennan Burchard, like whoever it is that you follow online, they can put out a free ebook and turn that into $500,000 of revenue. We can't, right? We don't have the massive, massive list. We don't have the massive connections. We don't have what they've already built to then put out a free ebook or uh, a mini course that is free that generates still a ton of revenue. We don't have that system built. And so we see the pros putting out this free content constantly. And we say, oh, okay. So if I put out free content, then I have a business. But that's not necessarily the case. It's way backwards. It's like when we have our business, then we can put out the free stuff. Then we can put out all this cool stuff that we get to do because that's our give back. But what I find is that when I'm working with somebody specifically, specifically with online courses, they come and they say, I want to be a coach. I want to be a mentor. I want to be a speaker, author. I want to do all of these cool things. And when I tell people that I'm a, a life coach or a business coach or a marketing consultant or this, that, or the other thing, they don't get it. They don't hire me for my $5,000 package. And I don't understand why, like I'm really, really good at this. I don't understand where, where the disconnect is and I'm giving them tons of free content, right? We're giving, 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 but most of the time, this is what it comes down to is because we are creative, capable, competent people that love to give anyway. We love to see people succeed and help them to do that. Well, there's two major issues that come with that. We're creative, which means we have a ton of ideas and we're capable, which means we have the capacity and the ability to do all of them. Right. But we also know that time, time doesn't allow us to be masters at these million different things. When we start, when we start to split ourselves and splinter up into a million pieces, we're only going to make small incremental advances on any one of those things. So I liken that to things that we offer. And I've been there. So, I, I mean, this is just me from experience and, and talking to dozens of entrepreneurs every week is that I was offering, you know, SEO work, social media, design, web development, you name it in the marketing world. I was, I was there online courses, uh, eBooks, like whatever I could, I could do. And I wanted to be this big funnel to catch anybody that owned a business or needed marketing help, obviously like they should hire me because I can do all that stuff. So, right? but what you ended up really creating, it was a bowl. Yeah. It was like, it was like a bowl. I was just kind of holding on to them and, and that was kind of it. Nothing really happened. It was a long, 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 long process. 
of them finally kind of understanding that maybe there is a solution there somewhere. But it wasn't clear. It was not very clear because I'm capable, I'm creative. So here's a million things I can offer you, right? But here's what I know is that when we flip that, that funnel over into the, into the very, very narrow end, and for me, that, that, that meant focusing on the one thing that I was most passionate about and really dang good at, which is online course creation. So when I focus on just offering that, well, when I, sell, when I, when I tell somebody that I'm uh, an online course coach and I help entrepreneurs to create and launch high-profit online courses, they get it. They totally get it, and it's either for them, and they drop into that narrow end of the funnel, or it's not for them, and they they bounce right off, right? But in both scenarios, they know clearly what I do and what I offer, and that person that I come in contact with that it's not right for knows plenty of people that it might be, right? And so as soon as that happened, my business, my life, everything changed. I didn't, know, I didn't just flip that funnel upside down. I, I changed my entire life upside down. And that's when the right clients came to me. That's when the, the different speaking opportunities and the, the mentorship opportunities, and all these really cool things, then get to open up on the back end of that funnel. When somebody says, yes, I want to do an online course. Yes, I'm willing to invest with you. And boom, we're, we're ready to rock and roll. Then it opens up into the cool stuff. Then it's like, okay, we've worked on a course. It's launched. It's doing awesome. Now, here are some ways that we can work together You know, beyond that. Here's, here's a way that we can... We can really deepen and widen this relationship. And it's been this really beautiful way for me to, to not only create real solid business, but real solid relationships. Like these people are like my best friends now. So, so now when you're, when you're creating courses now, now I, re- I re- read where you had actually started a networking group first, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Now is, did that lead into doing courses or was the courses something you kind of thought of? But then you started the networking thing to kind of build uh, a way of kind of honing your skills. How did, how did that work out? You know, kind of, kind of both happened simultaneously. I wouldn't necessarily one or the other, but when we started this networking group out here in Utah in Salt Lake City, it's called the Salt Lake Young Professionals. Uh, it started with just this idea that we're starting with relationships first and not coming at people in networking meetings or happy hours or, you know, whatever business card first. Yeah. That's not real business. It's not real relationships. It's nothing, in fact. And so relationships for me are super, super valuable. Um, like it was awesome to get to know you before. Like I didn't, I didn't even realize you had this show until you shared that with me. And, uh, and it was awesome to, 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 you know, do a little Google search and check you out on Facebook and all that stuff to check this out. Um, so again, I'm super honored to even, to even be here. But that turned more into like a mentorship coaching role where it was like, okay, now we have like 1,300 members. Most of them are starting in business, where I've already started many businesses. I've done a lot of different cool things, and I get to share that with them, my my people. That really built up my mentorship chops, really, is what that did. Um, And at the same time, I was was over here building out these really awesome online courses for my clients. And uh, it was kind of, so it was very, very simultaneous. Um, But but they, they, they work together so beautifully. Um, you know, I tell a lot of people that, that uh, decide to work with us is that if you have a goal of literally anything, personal or professional, we can design a course to lead you right into that. So if you tell me you want to speak on 100 stages next year 
Well, we can design a course that puts you in authority, in a thought leadership, uh, in, a, in a really um, strong branding kind of a position to be able to, to utilize the success from your course launch to get on any stage you want, to grab all the PR, podcasts, uh, publications, whatever it is that you're going for. Like we can create the, the foundation for you to get there. But the, all of this idea, all of the way that this plays out is because I, I took a, a liking to coaching and mentoring other people. Um, and so I've been able to meet with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of entre entrepreneurs over the last few years. And so I, I just I, like I feel like I have my thumb on the pulse of what of what's really going on. Like, yeah, we're not talking about all the fluff. We're not talking about, you know, how many millions of dollars we make while we're on the beach. We're not talking about, you know, all of that. We're talking about real life, trying to keep the lights on, trying to keep our kids fed, trying to, you know, trying to survive. Now, I feel that because I've been there and I totally get that. And me, like my, my, whole, my whole thing is just, I've been in the bottom, right? I know what that's like. And if I can either prevent or help somebody out of that kind of a situation or prevent it altogether, if I can give of, of my, my time and my talent and my gifts and my experience. And, and that really impacts people. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. So when I checked out your show, I was like, yeah, this is exactly right. Raw and real. That's what I think what real people are looking for. Not, not the fluff, not all the, the, the rainbows and unicorns. We're talking about real life right now. You know, I'm, I'm glad you kind of mentioned unicorns there for a second, because Course creation in itself can be somewhat of a unicorn. I mean, I know hundreds of people who have tried to start online courses and they don't make a single penny from them. Yeah. What's the biggest mistake that, the, that these people make when you see them wanting to start a, uh, their own online course? Okay. Number one, um, I would say it's a misconception uh, is that, uh, like, like, like the field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. That's not always true. Just because you have a course, just because you have a thing, a widget, a product, a service does not mean that you are entitled to all of these, this flood of new business and new clients. So you actually, the, the number one thing that I see is that, that people launch whatever it is, let's say online courses, cause that's a hot one right now. And they just say, wow, I have, I've got this course. So on launch day, I want to make a billion dollars, right? That's it's just not, it's, it's not a hands-off thing. People think that online courses are a very, very passive thing. They can be if you put in the right work. So part of our whole program, it's one-on-one -on -one for a reason. It's not another course that teaches you how to create a course or sell a course or market a course, because I know, and I think most people will resonate with this, is that just because we have more information, like I've taken this course, doesn't mean then we take action. We implement, we execute, right? That's a right. whole different wax. So we have this beautiful thing that we're working on or we've created or launched. We do have to put work into that. We have to, we have to put some energy into that so that energy can, can kind of come. It's like that, that give and take. We've got to give that energy so that we can, whatever it is that you want to do, grow that course, sell a billion dollars, get on stages. We have to give it that love and attention that most people quite, quite frankly, are not willing to do um, because they've been told from all these, these people who have probably not made um, or, or hit a level of success that they, that they may appear to have 
uh, will tell them, hey, do an online course and I can help you because it's so passive and you don't have to do anything and it's it's totally you know, work free and we're going to launch it in four days and it's going to be this amazing billion dollar idea. It's not how it works. Our program is six weeks one-on-one -on -one with either myself or one of our course coaches because we need to go through the work. We actually have to put in the time to create something amazing that we are, again, putting the time and effort into to, to be that, that revenue generator, that impact driver for, for our business. Um, and so that's where we're coming from. But that is the number one mistake. Just having something does not equate business. So what do you see as some of the trends coming out of online courses to maybe coming for, going forward in 2017 and maybe 2018? Yeah. Yeah. So some of the biggest trends, I think we're, we're shying away from the massive marketplaces that are out there that will host your course. Like it's, they make it super easy but they also really take advantage on the monetary side. So if you have a course that uh, that generated a hundred thousand dollars in the twelve months in the first twelve months, well, you're not making a hundred thousand dollars. You're making probably less than fifty from that one course. Now, don't get me wrong; like that's still amazing to have put out, you know, four hours of content and you made forty eight thousand dollars a year from that. Like that. Don't get me wrong; that's that's insane, kind of. But we're seeing this massive shift to other platforms and other solutions that are more advanced. Like we're seeing people wanting to take this and not play small anymore. We're seeing people wanting to host and build their own brands so that they can generate more direct traffic to their courses, i.e. holding on to more control over that relationship, holding on to more of that revenue. Um, we're, we're seeing people wanting to play at a higher level. Uh, and that's really exciting because Last year, the online course world, online learning hit $150 billion, which is massive. This year, 2017, we're on track to do like $200 billion as an industry. Wow. We're growing like leaps and bounds. And what, that's, what that says to me is that we now have, you know, another, another portion of, uh, of the world that's understanding that they can level up their lives by purchasing a $150 course or a $250 course, which is a bite-sized thing for them, but they get so much value out of that course. But we're finding that that millions of people are, are, are catching on to that. So with that, I think that just pushes people to play harder. You know, if you're a creator and, and you stepped out of that consumer role and you're now creating, I think it's a different game now. I think we're wanting to play at a higher level. That's why you're seeing, you know, a lot of high-level mentoring programs out there. You're seeing a lot of higher-end conferences and events. Um, you're seeing... Um, actually, I haven't seen too many programs like like ours where it's one-on-one -on -one kind of a program, but you're going you're going to start seeing programs like ours pop up, uh, which will which will just be you know flattering for me to see, uh, but really exciting because we're going to start seeing people playing at a higher level, wanting to wanting to put out something amazing versus just kind of sliding something out there. Okay, I got one last question before I kind of turn it back over to you and cool. to finish this off, but. Um, one of the things that I get, I talk to people because I'm with one thing that, um, and see with course creators, uh, they'll come to me and they'll say, well, how do I do this in the webinar, this, that, and the other. And the biggest problem I see a lot of people have is pricing the, um, they don't know exactly where to price there. So I, sometimes I'll throw out an idea of a price point and they'll jump on it. I don't even know if it's right because I don't know the course. Sure. Where do you see people having the, uh, how, why do you see people struggle so much 
pricing their material. Okay, this is a hard hitter right here. This is raw. Uh, the most direct way I can answer that is because they don't understand the value themselves. That's with themselves, that's with their business, with their offering. They, that value is super unclear to that individual. And then that comes out in the, the pricing game. Like, how do I price this? Where do I price it at? And so what the way my brain works is I'm very, um, I wouldn't say very, but I, I'm very analytical. That's just kind of what it is. And so I look at the marketplace. I'm saying, okay, let's look at the best sellers in your niche. Okay. We're talking about female entrepreneur coaching or something like that, right? If that's your world, if that's where you you sit and you live, well, then let's look at all these other really amazing courses that uh, that are selling out there and understand what those pricing points are. That'll give us at least, you know, a, a general idea as to where we could be, where we could live, right, uh, as far as pricing goes. But then the second half of that is we got to look at your, your overall value ladder. We've got to see, okay, where does this course fit into your other offerings if you have any? You know, do you have that $47 intro product? Then you have your 247 course. Then you have that 499 mastermind program. And then you've got that $1,250, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we got to, we just have to be really strategic about that. We have to, we have, we, we can't really price ourselves out of the market, right? We can't, we can't, we can't do that, but we've got to value this, this course just as it is, as it needs to be. Um, and for me that that's based on the market, what people are actually paying for out there. Um, and then two, how does that fit into your overall, your overall strategy? Uh, but that in itself, like you then take all of the pressure off yourself. There's no question on like, what's my value? You know, are people going to like this? Do they think, you know, I have enough skill set or experience to be offering this? You know, it takes all the, the emotion out of it and says, okay, let's get down to numbers. Here's what that, here's what that looks like. And let's roll with that. Now price testing, that's a whole another ball of wax that we can get into, but uh, but then you just stay vigilant. If if you get a lot of uh, a lot of pushback at a certain price, it could be because your your stuff, you know, your course doesn't offer that much value, right? We just have to figure out what that looks like. Um, but anyway, there there's so many ways we can do that. But if we take an analytical approach and take the emotion out of it, at least we can come up with a very very specific number and run with that. And the the my the mentality, the psychology behind that is if we do the research and the market tells us what the number should be. We feel so good about that. We're like, oh, well, I know my course should be 747. And that's the number. And I feel super passionate about that. Everyone that I talk to is like 747. That's like the right number. And that vote of confidence says, wow, it's worth 747. This person's like really adamant about it. Let's let's do this course. Um, so anyway, that's that's a little insight on that. That's that's the process that we use. It's it's a we take the emotion out of it. And we just look at numbers. All right. Well, I want to give you the last couple of minutes here to kind of just cover anything that I might have left out and uh, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So my cell phone number is uh, 555. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't call me on my cell phone. Um, no, you can, you know, we have uh, the website is an easy way for people to, to just check out more information. It's michaelmarciel.com. That's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Marcial, M-A-R-C-I-A-L.com. That's an easy one. Um, I actually, I'm really, really social. Um, I love to connect with people on Facebook. Um, so if you, if you, if you're the type that loves Facebook or just staying socially connected, 
uh, or if you really just want to learn a ton more about courses and, and just have a direct conversation, I would say hit me up on Facebook. Send me a message. I'd be so down to chat. Um, and uh, if, if we're if, if like the if we're connecting that way, then, then let's connect, you know, on a friend level, too. But uh, I love to stay so- social. Uh, I'm all I'm, I love Instagram. I haven't quite figured out Snapchat. So if any of you Snapchat geniuses out there uh, want to hit me up, go for that. Um, but really, the website and uh, and Facebook is kind of where where I live. Um, but more ton more information on the website. We're always throwing up new uh, new giveaways, contests, uh, new programs, new everything new goes on that on that website as it is. So I would check that out. Uh, but anything else that that we haven't talked about really is just just the motive, like why, why online courses? Why is this a thing that's viable for, in my opinion, most entrepreneurs is, uh, is because what we're doing with online courses is we are packaging your passion, your experience, your knowledge. Whereas right now I can, I can safely assume, and we've talked about this, 95% of us are just giving out free content, blogs, shows, YouTube, um, social media, live videos, all this content, right? And we're wondering why nobody's hiring us for our, our $26 million package, right? <laughs> like it just doesn't equate that way. So with an online course, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this out loud, we as, as humans are consumers. Gary Vaynerchuk is all over social media because he knows that people are consuming his content. His one one goal is that you do not consume and you start to create. You actually take action on the stuff that we're jamming in our brains. And here's the opportunity then to say, okay, I'm going to not be a consumer for a second. And I'm going to create something for people to consume, like really consume. And so when we start looking at it that way, it becomes really exciting because we look at with our program course launcher, we're talking about higher level strategy. We're not talking about let's put out a course and we maybe we make $10,000 off of this course this year. Okay. It's much bigger than that. If we have a course that is $99 because that's what, that's what it needs to be. Well, all of a sudden we have something that people can consume, which, which we love to consume things. And in, in online, in the online learning space, we love to consume in the $200 billion range. That's what we like to do in an online content. Now from that, We've now got leads, if you want to get businessy, right? We've got leads that are actually now paying us to say, hey, I like your content and here's $100. Awesome. So when, let's say, 500 people over that, the course of that year buy your $100 course now, we've got 500 leads. We've got $50,000 in revenue. We've got an actual business now. We've got 500 people that love your stuff. Now, when we have that next value ladder thing that's, $500, let's say, and um, let's say statistically 10% or 50 people buy that that $1,000 thing, that's another 50K. So like if we can do the math on that from this $100 course, we've, we've just generated $100,000 in revenue. Now, from that initial 500 people, if we have a $5,000 package and 10 of the, the 500 people just absolutely want that $50,000 or that $5,000 package, that's another 50K. We're at 150,000 from this $100 product. Whereas you're already putting out the free content. I'm just saying, let's package that up the right way. Let's do it the right way at a high level uh, kind of a, a approach. And let's go, let's go full steam, right? That's, 
that's the bottom line. People, I think, are, are catching on to this 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 whole thing of, of creating uh, and specifically online courses. And we've just developed a one-on-one solution versus all the other courses that you could take, which there's some great content out there. But we're talking about action. We're talking about implementation. We're talking about execution. We're talking about actually creating and launching a course. That is our one guarantee. All of our clients will be launching a course. Uh, it's not like some of you will and some of you won't. Maybe. It's like all of you will when you're in our program. So that's, I think that's the one thing that um, I'd like to leave people with is that when you turn from a consumer to a creator, your entire life and your business completely change. So well, go out and create. Well, thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate the time that we spent here tonight. Um, man, I, um, yeah, I, there's so much value there. So I don't even know there. what what's going on here. I mean, I'm like, my mind is absolutely just blown by by everything that you've given us. And if you're a creative type, if you're a capable type, I encourage you to check out Michael's website, michaelmarcial.com. Go through it. Check it out. You will be impressed. If you are looking to create a course, if you are, if your goal is to create something that people can consume, check it out. I know I'm going to. So until next time, everybody, you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect solution. Thanks for listening to Raw and Real with your host, C.J. Ripka.